Welcome to Fitz Dog Radio. Can you can, can you hear me smiling? I'm uh, over the moon, very happy. I did my new one-hour special at the Mothership two nights ago here in Austin. And, you know, I tell you, I fucking... I've, I've prepped so hard for this. I went on the road, like, I, I, I taped it first back in March, and then there was some technical problems, so we had to flush it. I had to start all over again. And I think I got really nervous that something was going to fuck up again, but I hired the, this amazing production company, 800-pound 800, 800 gorilla. Shout out to Matt Schuler, Shane Guerra, Jared Clement. They did an amazing job. They brought in uh, seven cameras, big lighting packages, and we, we they set it up right. Of course, it's at, like, you know, one of the greatest comedy rooms in the country. Great crowds. And, and I just felt ready. I fucking prepped that day. I worked out. I did yoga. I meditated. Um, somebody taught me these voice exercise a while I did everything I did it all I drank throat coat um talked to my wife and then shut my phone off so I wouldn't get any disturbing phone calls or texts all day I was in the zone and I did the first show and I walked out and first of all they tell the audience not to get up before the show during my set so they, they took a break between the feature and me for five minutes to let people get up, go to the bathroom. And so then they go, all right, everybody be seated. They announce me. I walk up on stage. Some six foot three fucking Texas galute comes walking through, not even bent over, not even doing the like prerequisite helicopter walk like you're on MASH. You know, uh, just walk straight. So I just go, all right, sorry, we got to start over again. So I, meanwhile, I had walked on to like a huge ovation. Everybody was excited. They've been waiting for the special. I leave. Uh, they reintroduce me. I walk back on. I do the same opening joke. A fucking chick walks through, right through the middle of the room to her seat. Now you would think, uh, so I get off stage again. Now you would think, okay, now we got it. Nope, a third time. So I don't know what the fuck was going on. But anyway, it actually relaxed me because it was so funny that um, it just turned into something the audience was in on. And so when I finally started, I was completely relaxed. No, I shouldn't say that. I was still nervous, but like, you know, I was way better than when I walked on the first time. So anyway, it was good. Um, Adam Egott did my intro. He's one of my dear friends who lives out here and uh, books the books the comedy mothership used to book the comedy store forever. Um, Mitch Burrow and Johnny Heft opened up, did an amazing job, and now um, Ron White came out and sat out in the audience with his girlfriend and watched me. Gave me a big hug afterwards. It was very nice. It's a very supportive comedy environment out here, and so you know I I don't know what to say. I just I I really feel like. I've been doing I've been in the comedy business for 33 years and I don't stop getting nervous. I don't stop caring very deeply that what I do is good. Um I've and I and I really have gotten to where after 33 years I got fried and the pandemic happened and I feel like I lost a step. It was the first time I hadn't been on stage in longer than 3 weeks in 33 years. And it kind of fucked me up. 
It took me a minute to get my legs back. And I really thought about maybe I should just get another career at this point, you know, like just working job to job to job. Like most people change careers, what, three, four, five times in their life. I do it every fucking week. And my agent has to hunt down a new job for me. And and I just I kind of fried out on it. And then I was thinking about it. And then I kind of went, you know what? Let me give this one last shot. Let me get, let me get geared up for one more special just to see if if my heart's still in it. And this was everything that I asked for. This made me feel a hundred times over that this is what I was meant to do, that I'm so lucky that I found it, and and it made me feel like it's the best stand-up I've ever done. I felt strong. I, if the jokes felt tight. I felt like I was more in my voice than I've ever been. So anyway, thank you everybody to, who supported. Um, there's not going to be a long intro for the podcast because I'm so burnt out. I haven't done anything for the last day and a half. Um, but I will say, uh, that if you do want to come and see me, the new material's coming out now, uh, coming to San Francisco to the punchline, November 30th through December 2nd, and then Fort Worth at Hyenas, December 15 and 16, also coming to Milwaukee, New Year's Eve for three nights, Den Theater in Chicago, Atlanta, Portland, La Jolla, Tampa, go to fitzdog.com, come on out, check out the new shit. We're ready. We're ready to hit the next phase of this great adventure. Uh, Also want to talk to you about if you're going to go see other live events like sporting events, plays, comedy, uh, music, anything. You go to Game Time. You get their app. And let me tell you something. It's the fast, easy way to get tickets, uh, last-minute deals, all-in prices. You can get a view from your seat of what the place looks like, and they got a best price guarantee take the guesswork out you can um the app's amazing couple taps and you've got it in your phone you don't have to download anything you don't have to transfer or print it's just it's it's really simple um it shows you what's playing in your area locally at the time i have not looked i usually look before i tape the podcast but uh let's just let's just guess that there's a lot of great shit out there and you can see it cheaper. And a lot of times you you jump on tickets too early thinking the prices will go up. Well, game time basically says, no, tickets are going to go down and you're going to cash in on it when they do go down and you're going to do it fast and easy on the app and you're going to stop wasting your life. Don't spend your money on stupid shit like, a, like an, an outfit you're going to wear once. Spend money on an experience. Go out. Spoil yourself, spoil the person you love, and go see the experiences are worth way more than things in this world. Yes, I said things. That's how I say it. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code FITSDOG for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code FITZDOG for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. My guest is a repeat guest. I had him on just last year, but he was so amazing, and he lives in Austin, so I wanted to get a chance to get him on the show again. He also just taped a one-hour special in the same theater at the Mothership with the same production company. 
So he was nice enough to give me some advice about it, um, and which helped me out a lot. He's a guy who, he was an ex-Marine. Interesting life. He was a foster kid, and he's just a killer comic. He's a fucking inside linebacker. He just, he, he's just strong and uh, so funny. He did, he did that, uh, the stand-ups, that Netflix series where he did a shorter set, but now this is his new one-hour uh, special that's coming out soon on Netflix. He's got a podcast called BS with Brian Simpson. Uh, and here's my chat with the lovely and talented Brian Simpson. Sitting in the green room of the, uh, the mothership, Austin, Texas. The comedy mothership. Comedy mothership. Brian Simpson is my guest. He's a guy who is uh, probably on these stages as much as just about anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I, I do about probably mi- minimum 10 spots a week here. No. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I usually do, because I do... Uh, I do two bottom. I do two bottom of the barrels, and then both of Joe's shows on Tuesday. So that's yeah, all four shows on Tuesdays, and then two two of Joe's shows on Wednesday, plus Solid on Wednesday, and the little boy. So, so you can make a living just staying here, basically. I mean, I could. I, yeah, I could if I if I really budgeted it. If you're Brian Holtzman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could make you could you could make a pretty decent living if you if you get past here. Dude, I gotta tell you, I. All those years at the comedy store, I always like had kids. So I would come in, I do my spot, I leave, I go home. I never, and I'd always heard about Brian Holtzman. I'd always heard the legend of Brian Holtzman oh, going yeah. on last at the comedy store every night. Yeah, he's something but else, man. I just saw him here this week. I, I sit, every time he's on, I sit in the back of the room. He, the first time I saw him, I convulsed. I had tears rolling down my face. Yeah, he, because he is. How do I put it, man? I've never met anyone that was so different on stage than they are. That's what I was gonna say. Exactly. He, because yeah, <laughs> off stage, he's just—he's the most like thoughtful, sweet, and, and sweet, and and uh, and and and, um, and just soft-spoken yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. On stage, he's just a fucking maniac. Oh my god, he's so polite off stage. Yeah, very. Um, but but on stage, he don't. He, he's all about the joke. He don't give a fuck what. You know how you feel about it. Yeah, or none of that. that's why he has to go last. He's got to go last. So I'm going in the middle of the lineup the other night, and it was it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. He he definitely can't go first. He's doing a thing about Matthew Perry dying and saying he was a drunk, and I could never be one of the friends. <laughs> hey, Monica, come here and suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's yeah, he, that's a great thing about Mothership. It's fostering a lot of voices that are probably not going to work out in other clubs as much and yeah. so it's got a it's got a voice this club has a voice yeah it's kind of like you know the store's kind of like that where it's like the freaks are welcome yeah yeah we like give, we, yeah, we need it's these a few weirdos around. yeah right yeah yeah because otherwise because because I, I i honestly i think the death sentence for any comic or any club or what or anything comedy related is like when you start taking yourself too seriously yeah you know when you, when right. you start being too i mean it's fucking it's comedy. It's not Harvard. Yeah, know? right. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, you know, I like the fact that like, in the most exclusive club in the world, you know, you could somehow 
you know, Boon Shakalaka or yeah. Brian Haltzman or yeah. Robert uh, Appavaya, like they still were, you know, through the, could walk through the door marked private and be in all the areas, right. you know? Right. I like that. No, when the store was like that with Brody Stevens and, uh, right. and Rick, uh, Rick, uh, Ingram. Ingram. And they just get stronger and stronger and stronger, and it makes the other comics stronger because it reminds you that there's no parameters right. on stand-up. There's no rules. There's no rules. It is literally, no. it's a piece of stage that you stand on for 20 minutes or 15 minutes, and you can literally, you want to juggle, you want to play guitar, you want to do fucking gymnastics. Right. No, As long as at the end of it you've proven that you have a voice and you're different and you're funny, then you're going to come back. Yeah. And yet so few people take advantage of that. Well, every, and that's, that's the thing, man. Every rule I've ever seen, every, every time I've heard, oh, you can't joke about that, I've seen someone do it successfully. Yeah. Yeah, because that's almost like a challenge to come. Right, oh, right, You don't right. think I could joke about that? Yeah. I can't get a laugh out of that. I know. And I've seen it happen. You know, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've seen 40 comics fail. Yep. But as soon, as soon as you go, you can't say that. You can't joke about that. You know, everyone tries it, and most of them fail. And then two or three people go, "Man, he fucking did it." Yeah, yeah. Have you seen anyone do the uh, Israeli-Palestine topic yet? I did. You did? Yeah, I put it out too, and uh, you know, no shit. I did. Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, I mean, bas- <laughs> basically, the bit is, the, the bit is like, uh, you know, it's hard to know who. Is telling the truth because everyone sounds so passionate. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, that's yeah. why I put it out because this was like when it first started uh-huh. off, and and I was like, at both sides, are like it's women and children dying, it's women and children dying, and and, it's, and, it, and you kind of feel like, oh well, I have to be, I'm against that for sure, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then I and, and so the punch is, um, how come no one cares when men die? Yeah, they, they right. Never, they never mentioned the men dying <laughs> in any other thing, and and so and, um, and then my favorite part. The tag, I go, if, if, uh, if Hamas had bombed a men's rights protest instead of a, a rave, <laughs> CNN would have just been like, it's uh, it's 70 degrees and sunny. And it's, it's, it's <laughs> We're totally dispensable. We are we are just like the delivery system for sperm. Yeah, we're the default deaths in every, yeah. every conflict. You know, and I, but but what's what's funny is the reaction because people, you know, some people I just maybe social media is 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 hurting comedy to some degree because it's accessible now to people that don't have a sense of humor, you know, and so to see people arguing in the in the comments of this joke as though it's a debate of mm-hmm. like like I'm making like that's what I really feel about yeah, it. You know, yeah. it's like Yeah, it's 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 you and it happens every single time no matter and, and even if it's not a controversial subject, people will argue about like the accuracy of the point. It's the democratization of comedy. It, right. Comedy was was set up to be a singular voice that challenges the status quo. Right. Not something that you put out and then gets filtered down or censored or adjusted. And you could you and you you could be like like you could post like why did the chicken cross the road, you know? And some people were like, well, actually, chickens are afraid to cross <laughs> roads because they have. It's like, hey man, it's like that's not what the joke is, about, you know? Right, right. Chickens are living in cages. They're not crossing <laughs> roads. Right, right. And, and it's it's. Uh, 
I just ignore it now. It used to it used to frustrate me. That actually is a funny premise for a joke, though, to, that the chicken cross the road is no longer relevant because they're all stuffed in fucking cages. <laughs> the right. only time when he crosses the road is when he finds an opening in that cage and he runs for his fucking life. It, it is wild to me how to, to for them to have to now, like, label food based on how the animal lived. And, and because I didn't know. You know what it is? It, it's almost like when, um, I don't know if you remember... But it was around like 2004 or 2003. But McDonald's came out with the chicken selects. Remember that? No. Which, which basically chicken strips. Okay. They came out with the chicken selects. Before that, all they had was was uh, was nuggets. McNuggets. McNuggets, right? And um, and and the the big tagline was like 100% all meat. You know, 100% all white meat chicken. One hundred percent chicken. Yeah, and 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 so and right away I was like, well, wait a minute, then what the fuck were McNuggets, <laughs> right? Like, and, and it's it's kind of the same thing. It's like I didn't know that the chickens were in cages till they started telling me they weren't. Yeah, no, these chickens were cage free. Right. It's like, well, then what the fuck happened to the mother chickens? <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, and I don't, you know. Well, it's funny because like, uh, you know, if we really cared about animals we would go visit them and we'd hang out with them like there's a reason why i live in a city i don't want to see that shit no. i don't i don't want to smell cow you ever drive in the midwest and you just hear you smell oh the, yeah the the uh the cow what do they call it the um oh yeah farmers are the one group that i'm like give them whatever the fuck they yeah, need yeah like, what are we right. talking about most of us don't have a stomach for that right right no fuck no yeah let's i'm uh this is a new in my new hour i'm working on this bit about how uh how like living well in America is all about knowing how many steps away from the atrocity you have to be right, to, right. to not feel guilty. <laughs> you know, and it's like it really is that. It's like yeah. I just need to, I need the store and the farmer t to take responsibility for whatever the fuck is happening to those animals. Right, right. So I can enjoy. Like I remember, I just came. I just went to Canada recently. I remember, um, I went to KFC. Uh -huh. Now you know I'm going to KFC a million times. Right. Never in Canada, I go to KFC, and the and the chicken, it was so tiny, it, it was so tiny that it, it it just immediately made me wonder, like, because I took it back up to the counter. You like, mean the animal or the or the serving? The, the, the food, no, like the the literal pieces of chicken were, were probably a third of the size uh, okay. of what you get here. Yeah. I, I thought there was something wrong with it. I took it back up to the counter. I was like, excuse me, uh, can I get like the not sickly chicken? Please? Yeah, yeah, and they were like, that's. <laughs> That's just chicken, and it, and that's when yeah. I, it hit me like, oh, like our our government doesn't give a fuck about us. Whatever they're giving out, like that is a regular chicken. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they give, whatever they're giving our chickens We're is pumping them up. Yeah, it's like it's illegal in all the yeah, <laughs> other right, developed right. world. If there was an Olympics for chickens, like U.S. would be disqualified in the first round. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Our chickens go to Gold's Gym. Yeah, and uh, see, that's why all the rich people I know have their own chickens. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they get their own eggs from their own chickens. Chickens that are living a life. Yeah, free. Yep. Wind in their hair. Looking at the sky, dreaming. But there's a price for that. Yeah. You know, yeah, because every now and then something will kill one of your chickens. That's Oh, yeah. You know? My, my father-in-law had chickens. He lived in Woodstock, New York, and he had a farm with chickens. And the, um, the we weevils, we weasels? Oh, weasels, yeah. Weasels. The weasels used to get in there. And the thing about weasels is... Some animals kill to eat. They kill. They killed every fucking. There was nineteen chickens, 
And this weasel killed every fucking one of them. And didn't eat any of them? I mean, I'm sure he had a bite here and there, <laughs> but like, he was like, he was, a, he was, gen- it was genocide in there. Fuck, little Genocide. Samurais. Yeah, man, they, 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 yeah, the, so if you want your animal to live free out of a cage. Yeah. They run in that, they run it, they live in that life out there. They samurai. Yeah. It is funny when you think about like how control, like animals are wild. And we have them either on leashes or in cages or stuck in a fucking box. Like we we have perverted the whole cycle of nature. It's just us. Yeah, and we bred them. You know, we bred them to be smaller and cuter and Yeah, right. Yeah, now they, they, they're start they're trying to breed like little mini little mini uh pit bulls and little mini Oh, you know? are they really? Yeah, man. Uh yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's gonna get out of control. Yeah. yeah Meanwhile, we just keep getting bigger. The we, animals we get smaller, and we just keep getting bigger. Yeah. Then we gotta pump them up with steroids. See, that's what I'm saying. What's the point in shrinking the animals if you're just gonna pump them up with steroids? Right. Right. What's uh? Have you ever killed anything? You ever hunted? Uh, no, I've never killed it. No. Wow. No. In fact, it, it. I don't. I don't know if I have a stomach, man. I, I, I'd like to think I could. Mm. Yeah, like I hear, I, you know, to hear Rogan talk about it, the rush, yeah, and all that. It just seems. I like that he shoots with an arrow though, instead of a gun. A gun really feels like it's cheating. It's yeah. just too easy, especially the like AR-15s or some kind of semi-automatic weapon. That's just too easy. Oh yeah, and then, and bro, but but honestly, like all this arrow technology and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well have a gun. Yeah. Yeah, right, these arrows. Yeah. A lot of like you know they they got all kind of shit where like you can track the arrow uh-huh. and 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 they like I put it like this. There's a, a Elon Musk just did an episode with with Rogan, and and Joe goes out and and shoots the Cybertruck with one of the arrows. Oh right? no! As shit. It, as if to show like it, it it can take it right. Uh-huh. And it, and people in the comment that that don't shoot arrows were like. Well, of course it can bounce off arrow, like an arrow would bounce off of any car. And it's yeah. like, no, the f- and, you know, and people in the comments that know about arrows were like, no, the fuck it won't. Yeah, like, <laughs> like an arrow could go through a Camry. Yeah, like the that kind of arrow will go through most cars. So this truck is made to be like arrowproof. Well, I think bulletproof. It's supposed to be, supposed to be bulletproof. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So it's like a survival truck. I don't know what the fuck it is because it's not out yet. I mean, no one has okay. one, but it's supposed to be the. It's supposed to be bulletproof, but it, it famously, when they first revealed it, he went to go uh, throw something at the window and it just shattered. <laughs> so they haven't redone that test. I would like to see them do that again before. I gotta tell you something. There's a lot of hype about Elon Musk. He's kind of dumb, also. I know that's sacrilege to sit in the mothership and say Elon Musk. He's a brilliant guy. But he also makes some stupid mistakes sometimes. Well, 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 you know, we know this for sure from being around comedians is that, you know, being brilliant at one thing doesn't mean you're not a complete fucking idiot at right, other thing, right? right? And every person we, we see that's brilliant at something thinks they could be brilliant at something else. You know, they yeah, stay in your lane. Yeah, and so I think that you know whatever department his genius is in, 
he's convinced and a lot of other people are convinced that he's a genius in all areas. Right. You right. know, because everyone's looking for a daddy. Everyone's looking for someone to do the thinking for them. Yeah. And so they can't wait for someone to go, that's the guy that I'm going to listen to everything he says. Yeah, I remember reading a quote on TikTok the other day from Steve Jobs about balance in life and how and how raising your kids is the most important thing. He denied the existence of his daughter. For real. But he still paid for her life, right? He paid for her, but Jesus Christ, the guy had how many billions of dollars he could pay for her. Jeez. How about spending some fucking time with her, you know? And now you're going to tell me how to raise kids just because you made a computer. He didn't even make the fucking computer. He marketed the computer right. that Wozniak made. Right, exactly. Wozniak, yeah. But he's a genius, they say. Oh, he's a genius, but he's a, a lot of geniuses genius. are marketing. And, and Elon is the same way. Elon, you know, can program, and he's very good at it, but he did not develop... A lot of the technology he knows how to oversee it he gets it he understands how to connect people he understands how to take a big idea and and streamline it to where people can understand it but he's not the guy that's like figuring out how the nodes and the modules work right i mean well he he's also he's also the guy that thinks he can win a, a jujitsu match without <laughs> training because he's big <laughs> when it's like that's the whole point of jujitsu yeah that you can beat a big motherfucker that don't know what they're doing. Yeah, right. right? He, well, it's also because he's South African, and those fucking those those Afrikaners, man, they're they're very full of themselves. Oh. There's a lot of machismo over there. Yeah, I can get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're like, they're like, just like just like their comedy. They're like thirty years behind. <laughs> exactly. Our, our whites over here, thirty years ago, realized that like, you know, maybe we ain't gonna be. You know, maybe we're not gonna run the NDA. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we just fall back and own stuff. Right. You know, right, but right. over there, they still in that like we're superior. Yes. That like that they fresh off the apartheid shit. You know? Dude, it only ended in like '89 or right. something. Right. I mean, shit. So yeah. Isn't that staggering when you think about that that system existed until ninth? I mean, maybe maybe '87. It was somewhere around there, but. I mean, that's fucking, I mean, not that it doesn't exist in other countries, but South Africa's a big fucking country. It's huge, yeah. And it's and it's, and it's still, this, like, that's the thing, it's like, shit, when shit like that is over, it's not over. Yeah. You know, because you can't just, you can't just unlearn, like, people don't just change their ethic because yeah. the government said, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just like, like when they signed the Civil Rights Act, it's not like everyone was like, all right, we're done. We're done with all this racist stuff. Right. You know what I mean? It's like right. it doesn't just go away because the government decided. No, I mean, when slavery ended and Reconstruction started, like, some black people were getting treated even worse. Oh, yeah. They were yeah, being yeah. fucking lynched. Yeah, because now you got to pay now you gotta pay bills with no <laughs> with no experience. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, so, but I've been to South Africa a couple times, and uh, it's fucking beautiful, man. I, I could live there. It's like. Why'd you go there? My my wife's brother married a South African woman, so mm. we went over to visit them a couple times. And like, you go down to like Cape Town, and they have like some some shit you walk through where they're like, I had my daughter walking with me, and she was like two, and he's like, pick her up, pick her up. He's like, the baboons are gonna take that fucking kid. Oh my and god! I'll never see her again. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, oh, man. I will, can you imagine you out there f fist fighting baboons? Oh, dude. 
or it just disappears into the fucking jungle and you're like, what, where are you going to go up a tree? Yeah, and you're definitely getting divorced after that. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you can't, right. yeah, if some, like, <laughs> because who, who, whoever, whoever the kid was closest to that didn't want to smoke with the baboon right. is going to have to take the blame. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to be someone's fault. Right, right, right. It's like, and it's like, Greg, you just let the baboon. Yep. You just let the baboon run off. Right. So what, what the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> and that's high stakes. My wife gets mad when I leave the garbage can in the alley after trash pickup and I don't bring it in and somebody else puts their garbage in it. But baboon taking the daughter? See, I can see how that would be infuriating. Yeah. I mean, somebody else putting their garbage in my garbage can would infuriate me. I, it happened to us and I started tracking down. I called my neighbor and I accused him because he's got ferns in his yard. And my garbage can was filled with fucking fern clippings. And I said, your gardener is putting shit in my can. And then uh, I said, it just happened today. And then my neighbor goes, yeah, our gardener comes on Friday. It's Tuesday. And I was like, my bad. <laughs> Damn, so then who, where the fuck do these clippers I come from? Know. Well, there's like a community garden that's right behind our house. And I think maybe, you know, the community gardeners have ran out of space to put all their shit, so they're sticking it in my can. Mm. But they got these... Trash uh, trucks, I don't know if they have that in, in Austin, but they come by with like a little forklift. They pick the can up. They turn it over into the truck, and then it shakes the can, which has right. a lid on it. Right. And they put it down, and after three months, none of the cans have fucking lids because they've shaken them off the cans. Oh, so they don't they, – they, and, and, okay, so the, the, lid, the cans are not built to withstand. They should be. Man. Yeah, yeah, uh, that kind of pisses me off. You know what's weird with the garbage out here? What? They they only come get the recycling every other week. Oh. Which is, it's because I have I live with two other grown men, and yeah, we, and we, so we just we have like a backlog of cardboard boxes and stuff. And twice I've already had to like pay to, for people to come pick up like bulk. Shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Why well, you, you guys are getting a lot of Amazon packages? It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we all just started making money. <laughs> we all just started making a lot of money. So, yeah. You but, live with other comics? Yeah, I live with other comics. Who yeah. do you live with? Uh, Asana Mod and Hans, oh. Hans Kim. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun house. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's time to end it. You know? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I, when I was moving out here from L.A., I, 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 just, I made the decision kind of quickly. And uh -huh. so they w agreed to look for a place. Because I was like, I just, let's get a place real quick so we can yeah. get situated. Uh-huh. You know, so, but it's nice though. It's nice to always have comics around. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those, and both those guys are super respectful, laid back guys. And we're all, and we're always gone. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, very rarely are, are, are all three people there. So you're going to buy a place? Oh, yeah. Nice. I'm, yeah, I'm already looking for a place now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get a nice little, nice little spot. You like know? a condo or a house? Probably a house. I don't know about that condo shit. House is a lot of work, dude. I know. That's that's the one downside. Is like I just owning a house. It's you got a, landscaping. You got a roof going out. You got a boiler going out. I know. I know. It's such a pain in the ass. And they say that it benefits you because the the fucking power of ownership and shit. But well, you can still own a condo. Right. Right. But then. But then you still gotta go up and downstairs. Yeah. Have, have name. I mean, it, right, owning a condo right, is right. just—it's just apartment. Yeah. Problems with with a with a mortgage. What's the worst neighbor you ever had in an apartment? 
Mm. My my next door neighbor. So it it was it was one of the, it was one of these houses that like this was in San Diego. They rented out the front of the house and then they added on to the back of the house and turned it into into uh four apartments. Okay. And and so there was like a little tiny little backyard with a tree in it. And anyway, um my neighbors were they were like downloading shit on my like I let them use my Wi-Fi when they moved in. This uh-huh. neighborly yeah. to get your shit up. And they were like downloading shit on my Wi-Fi. When I asked them about it, they were fucking lying. Uh-huh. And then like downloading like big files like movies and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, I was getting letters. This was back when they yeah. were trying to crack down on yeah, it, yeah. and I was getting letters like stop download. And uh-huh. then they tell you what the file is, yeah. you know. And that's how I caught them in a lie. They were like. You know, no, we not, no, we not downloading shit. And then, so a few weeks later, I was like, yeah. So, what, what good shows are there right now? Like, oh my god, I love The Office. I'm like, really? Because that's exactly what the fuck they said you would download it. You know. And so, and so, but then, but could then, have been a lot more embarrassing for them. They're lucky it was The Office. Oh yeah, but this girl, but this girl, her boyfriend. So her boyfriend moved in, and I didn't notice till the day I moved out. But he kept stealing my bicycle. No shit. He kept stealing my bikes. And then he bring I, it back? No, 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 no. He he stole three bikes from me. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't. And I, at first, I couldn't figure out who who it was or why. But it was one of them situations where it was like it kept. They kept stealing it right at the perfect moment. Yeah. Whereas, like I, you know, I I, I get home. I you know I ride my bike home for something. I I. You know, I I I lean, I lean it against instead of locking it up. I lean it in to, just to run upstairs and grab something, and I come back out and it's gone. Wow! You know, and I'm like, wait a minute, who? Because it was the backyard was like closed in. Yeah, it's like a courtyard. Right. So so it was like whoever stole it, they had to have known exactly when I yeah. got home and exactly the like the exact moment. And so one time this happened, and. I was I got, I came home the same time as he did, uh-huh. and we both had done the same thing. Just leaned our bike, and and ran upstairs. When I came out, my bike was gone. Yeah, and his bike was still there, and his bike was way nicer than mine. Uh-huh. And I was like, wait a minute, Who, how, how the fuck? Why the fuck would somebody come to st- and walk past your bike and steal my bike? Yeah, it was this motherfucker. It was this motherfucker. How'd you catch him? I didn't catch him in the act, but that but but. Um, but when I was moving out, that that's when this that's when this happened. Uh-huh. When I was moving out, I was like, well, there's no way right. that there's no way that this person could have known from the time I walked to my to the truck and back that that was the window to steal the bike. Yeah, it had to be him. He was the only one there, and everybody else, had, you know. And he was a he was a shifty motherfucker. Right. He was a, sh- a shiftless guy. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing about neighbors. You're always gonna have a shiftless one. There's I, always one shiftless neighbor. But I don't know if that's the worst. That's pretty bad. Three bikes. Yeah, but 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 I feel like I feel like what makes somebody a bad neighbor is what makes is when they're doing things that affect you in your house. Right. And I don't know. I guess if I had time to think about it, I could probably name quite a few. Right, right. Because uh, that's the thing, right? To be a to be a good neighbor, you have to be a shitty neighbor first, a couple times. You got to learn. Right. Like like you have to. It's it's almost like, it's almost like when you hit when you hit, when you first hit your twenties and you don't realize that you're a shitty roommate. Yeah. And then when you hit by by the time you 
you on your third or fourth time, and now you have a shitty roommate, uh-huh. and then you realize what you had been doing. Right? right? It's the same. Th- it's the same thing. With or the maybe somebody, and they're doing you a favor. I I call people on shit. I'm a guy who has spent my entire life calling people on shit all the time, and I think I do it in a fair way. But I'm from <laughs> New York. I'm from New York. I I speak my mind, you know. Right. And some people can't handle that, especially in L.A. People take it very personally if you criticize anything they do. I'm doing you a favor, man. I'm telling you in a gentle, caring, fair way that you're being an asshole. When's and you can hear that. Or when's the you last can, time this happened? Um, oh, my neighbor. My next door neighbor. The same guy you accused? Yep. Okay. Same guy. <laughs> he has, you know, we have a fence. I live in Venice, and we have a fence, and then there's a sidewalk, and then there's a little median between the sidewalk and the street. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's palm trees and then people do different things in front of their houses. Some people have grass, some people have potted plants. Um, So we put down just some flagstone and you know what decomposed granite is? No. It's like, it's a very fine sand, but it looks almost like soil, but it doesn't get on your shoes and it doesn't wash away. It's like, it's solid. Okay. So anyway, we've spent a lot of money and put this down and he's got grass, and so his sprinkler, his gardeners come, and they overwater his grass, and it just, it's like a river onto our decomposed granite, and it discolored it, and it fuck, it got it all over the flagstones. And I just called him, and I go, hey, man, your gardeners are, you know, fucking up my, my shit. See, now I think the clippings are his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now, the gardener. Now, I think it's. I think. It, I think the clippings are his. I yeah. think he's just smart enough not to put them in your can right. on the day of the right. gardener. Right. Yeah, because 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 this is a war. This yeah. is a battle here. This is a battle. Yeah, and what did he, what was his response to that? He didn't take responsibility. No, he was great. He, and I have said the gardener's an ongoing thing. About six months ago, I said, "Hey, man, your gardeners have these." leaf blowers and i swear to god he's got like a v8 chevy engine on his back it's so fucking loud and he it's a little tiny yard i go he blows it for like 25 minutes i go can you possibly switch to like an elect no sweat next week fucking electric blowers no this guy's great this guy's great wow also and the and the watering stopped and uh and years ago we we have a fence between our yard and it's got a little gap underneath it and his guys would come and they would blow his yard, but they would blow everything under. And my love, my yard, when they came, would be covered in leaves, cigarette butts. And I and I I yelled at the gardeners and they wouldn't listen to me. And they kept doing it week after week. And I'd yell at them. And then one week I got a hose out with a spray on it, with a spray gun on it. And I fucking hosed this dude down. Oh, head great. to toe. Leaned over the fence and I fucking hosed him down. What, what happened? <laughs> Nothing. Wow, you you <laughs> you rolled in the dice. You hosing down a grown man. Yeah. That does manual labor for a living. Yeah, I know. Wow. I know. Yeah. Was you ready for that smoke if it went there? Hey, there was a fence between us. You know, my gate's locked. I was a sniper. <laughs> I was a fucking sniper. You could climb a fence. You could jump a fence. Because because that that's a reason to jump a fence to whoop somebody's yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. He would have beat my ass for sure. But I don't think. When I get angry, that's how I act, and is, I don't. Is think. that a New Yorker thing as well? I think it's an Irish thing, you mm, know, Bronx, yeah. Bronx Irish, just kind of like 
Speak your mind. Stand up for yourself. I think it's Irish all over the world. I don't yeah, think it's just Bronx. Yeah, 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 I yeah, think yeah, so. yeah. We got fucked with for a long time. I just listened to your most recent podcast, and I liked your take on the British because, I mean, that's how I feel. Like, there's all kinds of racism going on in the world, but not enough of it is directed towards the British. It really isn't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They fucked with us for 800 years. They fucked with the whole world. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just gave it up so they could have universal health care. <laughs> They just gave up. Exactly. They just left everyone to to fucking to squalor. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, they pulled out of India, and they just and yeah. India is the poorest country in the world since they pulled out because they took away the whole their whole sense of identity. Yeah, and and they 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 made these um, you know, they arbitrarily divided up these areas that, to purposely cause like divisions, you know. Oh, really? Yeah, like, like um, I, I believe uh, uh, Pakistan used to be a part of India. And, oh. And, and, uh, and, or, and just like, like the Middle East. and they, they, just, they just were like, we're going to draw the line here and the line here and the line here. This was after the World Wars? Right, could, right. Yeah. They were right. like, we're giving up. We're not taking care right. of shit. You know, keep our face on the money and uh, everyone, as long as y'all agree to play cricket. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. Keep buying our tea, keep playing cricket, yeah. and put the queen on your dollar bill, and, and we're the, good. And the, the problem is there's a bunch of bootlickers in every country that's like, yeah, we, yeah, the queen. So I, I've learned this recently. <clears throat> the the concept of of like p the power coming from the people, yeah, that that didn't exist until recently. Right. Yeah, like the, some. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm butchering this. I, th I think it was one of the one of the Charles's king, one of the king Charles's. He 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 started all these fucking wars, and he that he wouldn't give up, and then he ended up like raising taxes to the point where it was just unacceptable, and yeah. then and then it, and it started almost a civil war, uh -huh. and they ended up they ended up arresting him, and then and then they put him on trial, and. And, and and it was this trial was like probably one of the most important trials in history. Wait, so the people arrested the king? The people arrested the king in England. In England. No shit. Yeah, and they put him on trial. Wow. But in the in the in the trial, you know his 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 whole defense was by by what authority are you charging me? Uh -huh. Because and and, and you got to keep in mind like right now it seems obvious, but back then no one had ever even considered. Because back then it was like you're king because God says you're king, and the, the, so the power comes from God to you. Divine right. Right, divine right. And so, and so the concept that like the king's power comes from the people that didn't exist. Right. So, so he's he's so every time they would they were sitting all day and had this trial, and uh -huh. he would come up and just be like, "By what authority are you charging me?" It's because treason is going against the king. I'm right. the king, so right. how can this be treason? Yeah. And it's so someone had to think of this, and, and my whole point is. Half of the motherfuckers was still on the king's side. Uh-huh. Even after all course, this shit. Even course. after he, he killed he taxed him to death and killed yeah. killed so many of them. They went through all this trouble to arrest this motherfucker. And it was still people that was like, I just I kinda just like having a king. Yeah. Yeah, because because the whole idea that like power comes from the people was just it was just non existent. I forget what the fucking name of the term is. Yeah. But 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 it's people like that all over the world. It's like popular I, rule? No, um, well, it's basically, popular, is it popular sovereignty? Maybe, but it's basically my, uh, my mom and my 
mother-in-law both went to the same high school in the Bronx together, which is fucking weird because oh. we only found that after we started dating and our mothers met and they were like, where'd you go to school? She's like, St. Benedict's. She goes, I went to St. Benedict's. Turns out my mother-in-law was friends with my aunt. But my point is these kinds of Irish, these first generation Irish, they're fascinated with the royal family. They sit when Diana died, they wept, they watched the funeral, all the weddings, they sit by the TV for 12 hours. And I go, what the fuck? What is this reverence you have for these people that literally slaughtered us, took away our language, took away our culture, and, you know, kept us from getting higher? I mean, it was like, you know. Because you know what? You know why? Why? Because it's, it's, it's the same problem that a lot of, like, older black people had with, with white people, right? Where it's like, even if that's the person that oppressed you, that's still the standard you grow you grew up with as what was better. Yeah, like they still have everything that's better. So when you go, so you know, so it's like I remember having like a great grandmother's like, no, take me to a white doctor. You know, take oh, me no over, go, take me over there where the white folks go. Yeah, because it's like that. That's where the better shit is. That yeah. that's how they grew up. So it's like even though the royal family is fucking evil. They set the standard for like what is opulent, what is luxury, yeah. what is the best of the best. So, so it's like a lot of people might resent them in one way, but still defer in, to them, but still envy them. Like right, they still right, want what right. they got, yeah. so they see that as the thing to measure up to. Right. You know. Yeah. I, I remember I, made, I got in trouble. <laughs> I not got in trouble, but I got a groan for making a, a Princess Diana joke. Um, and it's, people still, people still. They still have that like reaction, like oh no, and, and and then I go, I go, what, what did Princess Diana do? Yeah, what did she do that yeah. was so great? I mean, what happened to her was tragic for yeah. sure. Yeah, but what did she do? Yeah. And nobody can answer me. Well, she did a lot of good work with AIDS at a time when it was very unpopular. Yeah, but she didn't to cure it for AIDS. No, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, she, no. I mean, what she did, she did what she no, talked and about. No, believe it. me, I'm not. A, I'm not a royal defender in any way. It was really, if you think about the ten most famous people in the 20th century, she was up there, and I don't. I don't know why either. I, I mean, well, well, I know why she was so famous. I just don't know why she was so beloved. Yeah, she was famous because she'd been the first commoner in a long time mm -hmm. to to get into the royal family. Yeah. And, with, and that's why I don't feel bad for Meghan Markle because hey, it's like, hey, bitch, did you not see what they did to no, that pretty no. white lady? You think you're going to slide <laughs> right, in there and have right. it be smooth sailing? Yeah, and then no. she came in and she goes, I had no idea I would be treated this way. <laughs> what? Right. What you think that was going <laughs> to... Did you miss history class your entire yeah, life? Yeah, you out of your mind. You yeah. out of your mind. And... and, and you know, and it, and it and it turns out, I, you know, I think I think when it's all said and done, old old, old Harry is going to regret um, giving up all of that power and privilege. I mean, he was never going to yeah. be king or anything like yeah. that. But what an easy life! All you got to do is be places. Well, you got to be a lot of places, though. I mean, yeah, but 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 Greg, everything's done for you. Yeah, your, your clothes are laid out for you. People, they wash your ass for you. They put the clothes on. They you. put the clothes on you. Yeah. They drive you. They meet you. All you got to do is just exist. Yeah, and right. then and if you want somebody could disappear. Uh huh. If yeah. You go, you go, yeah. The royals. They could, uh -huh. Bro, they could fuck somebody's child and then and Dude, then put you in jail. Who do you, you think killed Epstein? It's because Prince Andrew got busted on that island. That's wow. it. Who, who do you think disappeared Epstein? It was the fucking royals, I didn't man. Realize that that was connected. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, wouldn't put, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, he was more powerful than any of those people that got buzzed. Clinton, 
Clinton's once the president's out of power in this country, he's got no power. You know, mm. look at fucking Jimmy Carter. What did he do? You know, after God bless his wife, she just died. Peanut, peanut farm. Peanut farm. He went back to peanut Why farm. Are they both dead? No, I think he's he's hanging in. He's on like hospice, hospice. basically. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that means dead. Isn't it funny when you live to ninety six yeah. and your sit and your fucking spouse dies within a couple weeks of you? Yeah, because hospice just basically means now you're allowed to use drugs. Yeah, until you die. dude, I look forward to that. Oh my god, morphine drip. You should be able like to. This. You should be able to apply for early hospice. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just like, hey man, I'm done. I'm done. Like you, you get the <laughs> you get the wrong tax return. Hey man, can I just do heroin until I'm done? Until I'm gone. <laughs> If I have enough money to pay for a care worker, can I just be on opium for the rest of my life? Yeah, because now you know, um, um, we have a we have assisted suicide in a couple states. Yeah, and but you got to be terminally ill. Like you got all these rules about it. You yeah. can't just be over it. You right, got to be right. terminally ill. Yeah. And uh, man, I had a buddy. I, I served with him, um, long time ago. And and the, and I don't know if other of the other veterans have this, but like it's just weird. Um, it's like it's like a it's like the opposite of of a parasocial relationship almost. Yeah. It's like the or the reverse where it's almost like like you know what I mean. Like there's people that know you from your podcast and your comedy and your thing, and they know you just as well as a good friend might, right. but you know nothing about them, right. right? And but then there's people that have, they they're good friends from a long time ago, and so they don't really know you now. Like mm-hmm. I like I was in the Marine Corps. Um, a little over twenty years ago, yeah, and and <clears throat> and I and but I and I but I still know these people, and we were really tight back then. But now it's like you know we once a year, twice a year, we get on a group chat and talk, yeah. shit, but but we don't really know each other right, like that. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. And it's one of those things, but it's still all love and try to keep the the brotherhood going and all this. And this dude calls, um, he calls us. He's he says he's got. Um, some kind of cancer mm-hmm. and and he's done you know and he's doing the he's doing the the assisted suicide he's in mm-hmm. Oregon where you where it's illegal yeah and he's terminal and he's gonna do it in a few days and so it's one of these you know it's just this Herculean effort the network gets to going because some somebody called me and then I called two more people was like yo you gotta call him now yeah he's going he's done he's gonna die tomorrow call him uh, now I'm waking motherfuckers up you know and 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 now we're all everyone from our unit is all in even people that I didn't that I purposely cut contact with uh-huh. now, we're, now we're all in a group thing and they've all said their piece no but this is on Facebook we're all in okay. a Facebook group thing yeah. and a group chat and uh yeah, and everyone and, and we and we and we're reminiscing and and we're you know we're doing all of these things and and everyone's saying all these nice things and telling stories and all of this shit and then um, and then and then a couple weeks go by and um, oh and before before this so the, the night I found out I'm I call him and I'm in an Uber you know. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on an Uber on my way to the comedy store. I'll never forget. I had this whole conversation that doesn't make my Uber driver look fucking mortified when I got to the end because it didn't uh, make any sense what I was saying. Yeah, and, yeah. Unless someone's dying, which you wouldn't assume. Anyway, yeah. a couple weeks go by, and since now everyone's back in fresh contact, so we get to talking. You know, people are throwing funny shit in the chat, add more little pictures from back in the day, and all of this. And then 
this motherfucker pops into the chat. This dude that's supposed to be dead. He was supposed to have died two weeks ago. Oh, and, and, and he, he pops in the fucking no. chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen, for the sake of for the sake of privacy, let's just call him Wilson. <laughs> and, 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 and like Wilson, is is that you? Is this yeah. a family yeah. member? It's him. It's him. Wow. And, and, and now at this point, so and now his ex is pissed at him and spills the beans to everybody else that like it was all bullshit. And oh, from the beginning it was bullshit. Yeah, he was. He was not. He was not. He was not gonna do it from the beginning. He and and the. Um, and 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 he told us that it was a different disease than it was because uh, it it came from like drinking too much instead of like you know because okay. if you get something from alcohol people right. don't feel bad for yeah, you yeah, yeah. so it came so he told us it was a different disease he told us it was terminal he uh-huh. said he was gonna kill himself and he never did any Damn. of those things and he never intended to do you think he was just getting off on hearing how people cared about him you know what it's tough for me because. When it comes to like exes and stuff like that, you know, people can embellish and they want revenge and that kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, I think he, I think he wanted to see if people gave a fuck or uh-huh. I don't know, man. But yeah. now amongst now amongst my friends that I still do talk to, whenever his name comes up, I go, "May he rest in peace." <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, you don't, you're dead to me. Like you're dead. So you don't get to come Dude, back. Dude, if and you ever alive. get your own TV show, that's a great pilot episode. That's a really interesting <laughs> really? pilot episode. Yeah, because it would show you as the guy that organizes, like, rallies all the old friends, brings everybody together, and then you being the first one when you find out it's bullshit to be like, fuck this guy. Oh, yeah, fuck him. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. And now, I, said, and now, I mean, he still talks to people or something like that, but I just act like he's yeah, dead. Yeah. right. I could see it. I mean, I always say, like, we should, we should, like, do memorials for people before they die because what a waste that they didn't get to see how much everybody cared about them. Yeah, but that, but see, I don't want to start down that road because it's going to turn into what weddings have. Like mm-hmm. Women are going to take them over and pervert them in, <laughs> into some narcissistic fucking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it like a wedding used to be we used to be, hey, we don't have the mail service or anything like that. So I'm marrying you in front of the whole town, uh, so they know you mine. Yeah, like we doing a, we having a party in front of everybody, so everybody know you my wife. Yeah, that's what it was for. Uh, now it's like, oh, you got to spend this percent, and it's got to be this and that, and all right. of these rules. Who the fuck? By the way, here's the other: who the fuck tells women the rules? Mm-hmm. Because, because they all cost money. Yeah. Yeah. People. Yeah. People will spend. People will spend more money. They will spend like a house down payment on a wedding, mm-hmm. and then be living in an apartment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is crazy to me. Right. Right. So. And then they get remarried, and they want another gift. Well, give me back the first no, gift, no. and then I'll buy you another gift. Hey, listen. And my friends know this. This is my rule. This is my rule. With with the exception of direct family, if I come to your second wedding, I'm not coming to your funeral. Oh, you only get two services. You get, you get two ceremonies out of me. Yeah, I don't do ceremonies. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not coming to no parades. <laughs> or none of that. Like I'll come, but you get two ceremonies. Because I don't like I don't like pageantry. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't like things that are just for show. Yeah. So if you want me to come to something that's just for show, you get two of those. You can get a wedding and a christening. You can get a wedding and I even put a birthday party in there. Oh, yeah. That's, that's one of your ceremonies. <laughs> yeah, but first of all, grown men having birthday parties. That's another thing that, that that's wild. I, I remember the, one of the biggest guys that works, you know, it's a bunch of fucking burly motherfuckers right. security here. I remember I walked past and he was like, today's my birthday. And I was like, you're a grown man. 
especially the odd numbers one. Like if you're 40 or 30, all right, man, I'll give you a head nod. I'll sign a card, whatever. But if you're 37, I don't give a fuck. And also, also like we barely know each other. Yeah. Yeah, you you're not allowed to do that to me. Right. By the way, it's my birthday. Hey, listen. Yeah. Especially, I think comics have kind of an aversion to to, to people declaring that it's their birthday because we've had so many shows ruined by right. people who think that means that they're special or whatever. Yeah, I enjoy when someone yells out, "It's his yeah. it's his birthday," just because it's funny to look at them and go, "I don't care." Like, not even say anything. Just look <laughs> at them and then turn around and continue your act. That always gets a fucking huge laugh. It's even better than shitting out. Oh wow! Okay, I might try that. Just apathy. <laughs> Just, yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I, I don't care. Yeah. And it's like, and, and also it's like, if it was that special to you, you would be somewhere other than here. Right. You would be if you had friends that you really enjoyed and that were interesting and funny. Why the fuck would you sit quietly in the dark for an hour and a half? Right. That's a weird thing to do. Sure. And also, like, don't sing "Happy Birthday" in the restaurant because, like. That's time. The average person, both people are working. They got to get a babysitter. They got to drive to the restaurant. They got to valet park. They got to wait for the table. They got to wait for the waiter to tell them the specials. And then you get maybe an hour where you can actually enjoy a conversation. And now you're going to break into that for me to sing for someone I never fucking met. Fuck you. And, and you know what? Guess what? God doesn't even care. Do they have a birth? Is there such thing? I'm not a Catholic, but is there such thing as a birthday mass? Yeah. No, no, because no. if you said that to a priest, they would be like, in a priest way of saying "fuck off," they'd be like, "I'm, I'm sorry, my son, the Lord's time is yeah, is precious." <laughs> you know what I mean? Some shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's no yeah. birthday mask. Get the fuck out of here. No, the only birthday that the priests care about is when a boy turns 18, because he's, then he's out of the game. <laughs> He punches out. Man, are you not allowed? You know what's so funny is, <clears throat> a lot of times when I, when I'm in a when I'm in a Catholic area, Boston, when I'm in Boston or anywhere like that, if you bring up the priest fucking, yeah, it's almost like, it, it, and this is weird because I, I and this is mostly from my my friends in Boston, but it's like they will criticize. The, the Red Sox, mm-hmm. even though they they you know even if they won a championship like this year, yeah, they'll criticize the Red Sox. But if you bring up priests fucking kids, mm-hmm. they don't. No one, no one will will say fuck. Like no one will say anything like directly at you. But they'll just be like, come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. like just let it slide. You know right, what I mean? It's right. such a weird. At least that's how I was like five six years ago. Yeah, but it, what what is that about? Is it like? Because because here's the thing, almost every Catholic person I know was either touched by a priest or they know somebody that was. Yeah, I do. Right, so it's like a, it's not like an uncommon thing. And so what I'm saying is, it's mad priests out here that have never been publicly accused, where it's like 40 boys that came mm-hmm. up under them that was touched, and they still out there, and people just kind of let it slide. Yeah. Right. So so why would you bring it up, everyone? Think about it. If any other corporation, the Catholic Church is maybe, I think, the biggest landholder in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've got more equity. And yet, if any other corporation had one CEO molest a child, that company would be out of business. If a dozen, completely out of business. How about thousands? Could you imagine if, like, the GM of, of Target? 
the GM of the local Target right. was molesting kids, and they just moved him to another Target. Right, right. You know what right, I mean? And, people, yeah. and then we and then we found out that it was this thing that just kept happening all over again. Uh-huh. And so it's 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 Target general managers all over the country that have fucked kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, I don't I don't get it. I yeah, don't. I know it's fucking it's crazy, and uh, it must be some ancient. It must be some ancient, like, extra book or something that, like, the church doesn't show the regular public. You know what I mean? Like, some secret you thing. Mean a register of who's done it? No, 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 no. I mean, like, some something that that justifies it, uh, like some kind of ritual yeah, where it's like, right. this is how you stay pure, but it's not for the commoner's eyes or some shit like that. Right, right. I don't, but because it, why, it, doesn't, it doesn't make any sense that the Pope wouldn't just lose his shit about yeah. it. Like, yo, not only are we not moving this motherfucker, we're going to chop his fucking head off. Yeah. Right? Right. No, and, uh, you know, and then you think about uh, Pope, uh, who was the Pope that just died before this one? He, when he was a cardinal, he was Cardinal Richelieu in Germany, that dude oversaw, he was the guy, he was the head of the branch that investigated child molestation, and he was the guy as a cardinal that was moving people all over the place. It was on his hands, and then he got elected pope after that. That's wild. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Anyway, listen, we get to the part of the show now. Did we do this last time where I, I ask you a series of quick questions at the end of the podcast? It's called, okay. fast, it's called Fast Balls with Fitz. Okay, let's do it. I think we, I think we did, maybe. All right, we'll but find out. That was over Zoom. That was on the pandemic. Oh, fuck, that's right. Yeah. Okay, well, this will be better because it's in person. Um, all right, what is the greatest comedy performance you ever had? Is there one that sticks out in your mind where you went like, where you got off stage and you went, that's as good as I can do? Uh, oh, yeah. F- f- uh, yeah, Fred, oh, man. I've had a bunch of those here. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm gonna say something specifically. It was fresh out the pandemic. It was the, it was the it was the first it was the first J, the JFL audition that happened right when LA like started letting people gather places. Uh-huh. And I remember everybody was there because everybody ain't nobody had been out to do nothing uh-huh. legally anyway. And everybody was there. All the people from you know the, the, all the networks and all of the streaming services and all of the agencies and everybody was there. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna go last. They all came out to Austin for the showcase. No, this was in L.A. Oh, this was in L.A. It was okay, in LA. yeah. It was, it was at the uh, what's that one theater? It was like you know, it's like the the artsy theater. Um, Largo? No, 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 the other one. Um, uh, Dynasty Typewriter. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a hot little room. Yeah, and uh, and I remember, like, I was so locked in because I knew it was gonna come. And I and I literally spent the whole pandemic just over and 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 over, just doing it in my to my in my head, just talking to myself. Yeah, yeah. Because dude, I can fucking do. I can I can I can open mic in my head. You can visualize it. Yeah, it's like it's like I feel like there's a crowd up there and a stage up there, and I run everything there first. And so I was just doing. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I do it over and over and over and over and over and over. And I'm wrong sometimes, but but when I when that when that was over with, I was like. Ain't no more fucking way. Like basically, when there's something on the line, I feel like I do better. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Well, because a lot of us, I I know for myself, I can speak for myself. I have ADHD, and 
The reason why you take Ritalin uh, is because it spikes your energy. It gets your neurons popping. Right. And that's when we engage. People with ADHD, they're, everything runs lower. And oh, that's yeah. why we can't engage. And that's why we're drawn to stand-up comedy. Because you go on that stage... And it's fight or flight, and well, it raises I've, up your intensity. I've had it for like thirty years now. How you have? I don't have. I don't. They won't give me anything. But but uh, but my point is, I just read that the reason why kids, especially ones with ADHD, the reason why they can play a fucking video game but they can't do their homework. And man, this opened my eyes about my own behavior. Is that um, they need immediate consequences? Right. This is why I can do stand up, but I can't like. Like, like I have paperwork that took me ten minutes to mm -hmm. file, and it, and but I didn't. It took me three weeks to do it, mm -hmm. because if the consequences are down the line, right. like because we have a problem with self motivating, mm -hmm. so that's why like at the last minute with the sense of urgency, right. when there's when when someone's depending on you, right. then you can fucking get on the ball, right? But but the, and when you so when you play video games, you get instant yep. consequences. When you do stand up, you get instant consequences. Mm -hmm. But when there's a paper due and it's not going to be graded for three weeks, yeah, it, you just don't got it. You just don't got it. That's in why yet. they give comedians their own deals and they got to write their own script and they sit there and they don't write it. They yeah. don't write it. I'm they like, don't write it. And, man, and if I know it frustrates, <laughs> I know it frustrates people that work for me or whatever. But it's like, hey man, I just can't do that. Yeah, I can't be on. You know, I need somebody that's going to get get it. Get it started. I need somebody that need that to keep me on a schedule or something like that. Because if you don't, then I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'm gonna do it at the last minute. Yeah, and it's even the same for specials. Like you know, you you know your specials coming up, and you know you got to figure out a set. You got to figure out a wardrobe. You got to figure out camera angles. There's all these things, and you kind of keep pushing it off and pushing it off because you know that when it comes down to it, when you walk on that set, like last night I did my special here, and I had a set that I I walked off stage and I haven't done this in a long time. I fucking jumped up in the air and I screamed like that's that's how well it went. And I I got to thank you, by the way, because you did you did it here first on I this did. stage and you were very generous. You gave me a lot of good advice about shooting here and about we use the same production company and I felt very prepared, but I didn't do any of the set. I didn't I didn't come up with any set ideas. I bought my outfit three days before I left L.A. I did the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was like, this is how we are, man. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, you know what? I have a better answer to your question. When I shot my half hour in New in New York, I have a joke where, like, I, like basically the, the the joke was about um, why white people can't say the, the n word, right? And it's and it, it's a whole thing about how like it it doesn't make sense, but you but you do understand that you can't call people certain things, and then I and then I go. You know, you don't call your mother by her first name, right? Even though that's her name, right? And then I go, "What's your mother's name?" And I have an answer. I have an answer for each thing, right? Uh -huh. But the the sweetest answers, like the sweetest responses I have for the answers, call for specific kind of names, right? Uh huh. And I probably done that joke five hundred times, and I and 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 I've never gotten all three because uh -huh. I asked the question three times before I dropped the punchline, right? Yeah. Go, What's your mama's name? What's your mama's name? What's your mama's name? And when I filmed that special, the last show, I got, no, the first show, I got each and every one. And, and to the point where people- No shit. Yeah, people asked me if those people were planted. Yeah, they, yeah. they were not. Wow. It, I just happened to get them bang, bang, uh -huh. bang. 
and I and I walked up, and you know, and sometimes you know, you walk off stage, you're like, the comedy gods yeah, have smiled upon right. me, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, because it's a lot of elements. It's a moving target. The audience is a moving target. They change. Uh, you're a moving target. Your moods change. Your concentration wavers. A fucking waiter drops a tray. Like you're up there, and when the whole set goes right, you just realize everything came together. You did. They did. Yeah. You know. Did you um, did you get it on the first one or second one? First one. That's the that's the good feeling. And then the second one. The weirdest thing is like the first show. I've been doing this for 33 fucking years, and I've been walking around for a week, uh, just on on fucking eggshells, like nervous. Where I'm like, and then I got up there. And 10 minutes into the set, when it's going well, I'm like, what the fuck was I so nervous about? Right. You know? And then I walked off stage and I just was like, and then when it came time for the second show, I had no nervous energy at all, which actually worried me because I was like, these two shows aren't going to match. I'm a different guy going up there for this late show. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just did like, I did the bits I needed to get that I didn't think I completely nailed in the first show. And I did almost the same set, but then I mixed in a bunch of crowd work and a couple different bits that I was thinking about that were kind of on the bubble. But it was a different energy. And uh, <laughs> and now you have now you have three months to procrastinate or editing it. Well, that's what I said to Matt Schuler, who's the guy that produced our specials. I said to him, "Look, man, I want to turn this around fast. I want to get this out in March. So you know, send me the send me the cut, and I'll I'll give you notes." He goes, "You know what?" Every comic I work with says the same thing, and, and none of them do it. He goes, none of them ever do it because you can't. Yeah, you don't. That's not how your brain operates. Yeah, and it's and and I've I've learned, and this is this has made this has completely changed my level of happiness. I've learned to just accept it. It's just who I am. Mm -hmm. It's the price I pay for being good at this. Mm -hmm. I think, or being, you know, I'm I'm not saying everybody with ADHD can be a comedian, but I just mean. My, my not having a not normally functioning brain is is the cost of whatever the fuck I got going on. No, that's I read a book about ADHD because my daughter has it as well. And, you know, we got to stop looking at it like it's a negative thing or it's a deficit. They call it attention deficit. Well, yeah. What about the fact that I can hyper focus more than anybody? You give me it like if I'm writing a script and I'm in the groove. You can't pull me away from that fucking right. laptop. I'm locked, in. I'm locked. And when I'm on stage, I'm locked. And there's a lot of things we can do that other people can't do. There's like a lot of benefits to ADHD. Yeah. I heard a theory that like it, it used to be very beneficiary like in the hunter-gatherer times because you that's the person you wanted on point to, right. to like notice everything. Right. Because that's the thing. And here's the other thing I can't control is like <clears throat> my I don't necessarily necessarily remember like i don't have any control over what information gets soaked up like yeah yeah because i'll forget like some important uh-huh uh number that i need to remember and then i but but then i'll remember that um that somebody somebody dropped a tray out over out there last tuesday uh-huh you know and it yeah. doesn't make any sense why i why that is something that stuck around yeah but i just don't no, I'll forget. I'll forget my agent's assistant's name for two years, and then I have yet in ten years I have not forgotten my room number when I'm on the road in my hotel. <laughs> right. I always remember my room number. Yeah. So that's what I mean. That's yeah. what I mean. It's so dumb. Right. It's so dumb. I, and, and, but it's just what it is, man. And I've just I've stopped beating myself up about it. I've stopped having feelings about my feelings. That's what, that's my struggle Interesting. now. Interesting. Because you you put a layer. It's like it's like it's like 
you know, you you uh, you you're nervous, right? About because you're about to go up, and and then, but now you're pissed at yourself because you told yourself you would stop being nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, so but now you have to deal with the anger before you can deal with the nervousness. Mm-hmm. Because you got you having feelings about your feelings, right. and it's like so. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to f- stop doing that. I'm like, oh, you know, I made a mistake, and now I'm frustrated with myself because I made a mistake that I always make, right? And now I'm frustrated for being frustrated because I promised myself I would stop being frustrated. And the, and so you 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 get into this habit of putting all these layers of bullshit on top of the actual thing that you need to to process. You know what I mean? I've always said anger is not an emotion. It's something that sits on top of an emotion. Mm. You get angry because you're frustrated. You get angry because you're hurt. Yeah. You know, you get angry because you're betrayed. Yes. But you got to sit with the betrayal. Yeah, anger's the de- anger's like it's like it's like yelling, mm-hmm. right? It's like it's just the thing that everything turns into when you when you haven't really parsed it out. You yeah. know, you could, sometimes you just ah because you don't have the actual words because you mm-hmm. haven't done the actual thinking. Yeah, so just, right. So I feel like anger is like that. It's like anger is to emotions what yelling is to like to trying to express yourself. Right, like, right, you right. Just, it just turns into anger because you don't have the, the you presence. Right, you haven't processed it. You're not in the moment. Whatever the fuck all the solutions are. Yeah. But, but it's also like noticing, like I've been meditating for a lot of years and the thing about meditation is you sit and it's the same thing. You don't get mad at the fact that you're not getting into your mantra you notice you go oh i'm thinking about my special tomorrow night and instead of like getting angry about it you just go i i'm a fly on the wall seeing that i'm thinking about that and then it and then it just loses all its energy and it shrinks down it doesn't go away but there's a thing called you know dialectical crazy dialectical behavioral therapy which means i'm nervous and I'm going to go on stage and get, do a good job. It's not but. You always say and. Two things can coexist. Dialectical. Dialectical. Two things can happen at the same time. They may seem to contradict each other, and they can both be true. I can't stand Randy, and I can learn a lot from Randy. You want to know the most ADHD thing ever? What? Is we, we never start, did the rapid... Oh. We, 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 we started we started with one question and just fucking kept going alright oh, well then that's shit. the way to end that yeah, that's is. the way to do it appreciate you bro alright Brian Simpson he's got dates coming up he will be in the House of Comedy in Westminster Canada on December 29th through New Year's Eve yeah that's gonna be a fucking cold New Year's yep. Eve for you brother and I'll be in I'll be in San Diego at the end of January the mic drop January 26th to 28th I'll be at the DC Improv in March uh, February 29th through oh. March 2nd. Okay. And then Levity Live in West Nyack, March 8th through the 10th. If you go to briansimpson.com, you can get links for tickets. And also, he's got a great podcast that I just listened to. It's called BS with Brian Simpson. And uh, it's great, man. It's just you fucking chilling. Who's your, who's your sidekick on that? Uh, his name's Rob Herbert. Yeah, he, you guys are great together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you What's, drive it, and he's just there, kind of supporting you, and right, and then and then we and we disagree just enough. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think Rob's right. an anarchist or something. That's a good sidekick, an anarchist sidekick. Yeah, he's a liberal anarchist. Yeah, yeah. And you're and you're like a you're a Texas liberal. <laughs> you, me? you came out here a liberal, but I can see you're starting to. 
No, see, I was see what I realized is I've always been a Texas liberal. Yeah, I just came out here and realized, oh, okay, I see. Yeah, because yeah. I just because I want to, I want a gun. I have a gun. Yeah, yeah, I just want to have my, I want to have a gun. Well, you're a military guy. Yeah, yeah. So people, you know, but that's about it. That's about where. <laughs> what else makes you Texas liberal? Out there? Well, I think it's a libertarian kind of thing, like let leave people alone to do their own thing. Whereas liberals, you know, that's 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 what the conservatives stand by is like we're about uh you know freedom and so i think that letting people have guns letting people fucking you know not have big government like that's that's what i think of as like a texas thing but you can be a liberal which means you don't give a fuck if someone's gay Mm -hmm. or you know you don't right they're like leave people alone unless they're gay or want an abortion (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly All right, man. Thanks so much for doing this. All right, man. No problem. Peace. See ya. Peace.